Happy Halloween, lifers. Shall we celebrate all things that go bump in the night? Welcome to When Life Attacks. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from its slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the monster man It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electrodes They did the monster mash it was a graveyard smash. Hey, Jim, what are you doing over there? I'm reading the entire list for the show. It kind of goes through how we're going to handle this. Uh, I'm doing the monster mash. <laughs> Very apropos. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yes, happy Halloween. I'm sure all of you are going to miss this episode because we're launching it so late on Halloween night. Yeah, um, I know right now we're probably at a shindig. You and I are probably watching Nightmare on Elm Street at my house. Right now. Not even listening to ourselves. No, because we're recording this a week before. Exactly. So we can watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't want to miss all the kids and the costumes and did that come out weird? The The festivities. Yeah, we want to take part in the festivities with you folks. So we're we're getting this out early. We're getting it done. That way we can enjoy it with you. And a Halloween special it is. It it is. Um, I'm Travis McFalls. I'm James Hamilton. All right. And hopefully uh, you enjoy our Halloween spectacular. Why are we doing a Halloween spectacular? Are you as in love with Halloween as I am? Or I'm a I'm a pretty big Halloween fan. Did I say Halloween right there? I don't feel like that came out right. Halloween. Halloween. Are you Halloween? Ween. I mean, I am a Ween fan as well. Meaning the band. There's a band. Uh, yeah, remember the band Ween? I walked Didn't, right into that. Yeah. I walked right into your bohemian hipster thing. Fell right into the trap. I did. Usually on Halloween, actually, um, I do celebrate Halloween because Ween's such a weird out there band. I usually play uh, Ween songs on Halloween and then um, their uh, logo, it's called the Boognish. And if I ever find, you know, if I'm with someone that's skilled enough at carving pumpkins, uh, for my pumpkin, that's usually always the design I choose is the boognish design for my Halloween pumpkin. I want to know, without the internet, how you find all of this. I mean, do you just go into record stores and head shops and just <laughs> just turn your brain on record and just absorb it all? Definitely more of the former than the latter. Um, you, I think for me, it just started off, I like this band. And then, you know, this was back in the 90s when Rolling Stone and magazines like that still had some cachet. Um, when they were still rock and roll. And so you'd read in interviews like, oh, well, if you like us, we're into this band. And then you go check them out, and they say the same thing, and then it just fucking gets out of hand. I, I'm I'm a rookie. Yeah. I'm a rookie. I literally went to Best Buy, and I'd look at all of the new music, and I would usually pick based on genre and album cover. Right. So you judge the book by the cover? Totally. Yeah. Um. Many, many, many times I, they were poor selections. 
This is even, you know, you didn't, they wouldn't let you preview shit at Best Buy. You couldn't just zip the back of it and listen. Right. That's why it was cooler going to record stores because you could do that. So, you know, you could uh, say go to a record store, find something that, you know, Halloween's coming up. Man, I need to hear something Halloween-y. Did I just say Halloween-y? Kind of. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So... You know, you go in there and you pick out something that sounds cool. Uh, sometimes, you know, you go with like an Echo and the Bunnymen or the Cure, something darker sounding. And then other times, you just got a fucking monster mash. That song, I, I mean, that, that's Halloween to me. The monster mash. You really rolled that in. You did a nice job. Thank you. You really brought us back. Thank you. Boris. Boris. You kept saying Boris, and I was, that's how, that's how, fucking tight this guy's memory is i'm like oh no it's it's so and so (laughs) and he's like um check his pen name (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he's uh have you ever actually uh seen him do a live the monster mash no no i just i oh you've got to check it out um not just you jim but uh you folks in general just treat yourself on halloween this guy i mean he's a fucking character look up a live performance of him um, died at 69 Yeah 2007 So what's his name? He's just a kid Well his name So this is where I was like Oh well I know his name Is Robert George Pickett Also his known as pen name is Bobby Boris Pickett So look up Bobby Boris Pickett's Monster Mash Look up a live version of it uh, You won't be disappointed The guy is just He gets into it I mean his facial expressions alone are just Fucking awesome! <laughs> what I really like about Halloween is there's only so many hol- you know holidays that we go through that are non-religious holidays, right? And even fewer where you aren't expected to do something for other people, whether right. it's a gift. Not that I'm not a selfish asshole. I'm not. <laughs> well, technically, you got to give out the candy. You do, but that's even voluntary. I mean, you just shut the front the light off, and you know right. people walk right by. You hide. You hide in your basement and just. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm all the way in. Right. I'm all the way. I love it. I love Halloween. I love the costumes. I love the traditions. I love most of the art that goes along with Halloween. I think it's super original, creative. People get. People get into it. People do get into it. What do you think of all the zombie walks that are happening? Like now, that's become a Halloween thing. Zombie walks. The zombie pub crawls and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel inadequate. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not talented with makeup. I don't have the patience to sit the night before and stay up all night putting the makeup on so that when I'm at the zombie pub crawl, I look legit. Yeah. And if I'm not legit. You feel like shit. Yeah, like I half-assed it. I can mailed it in. Right. And I'm not a big enough drinker. And they can tell that you mailed it in too. They'll oh, yeah. just be like, oh man, you know. I remember one time I used a file case instead of a briefcase to go as, um, Laszlo, the uh, attorney for Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. And there was this, I mean, she's just all fucking night. That's not a real briefcase, you know. You know that's not a real briefcase. Yeah, that's all I could afford, okay? <laughs> Get the fuck off my back. <laughs> Thank you for that. Really made this Halloween one to remember. Yeah. Oh, that was one to remember. We, uh, we talked about this one a couple episodes back. That was the one where... Um, uh, our good friend of ours of the show and myself got uh, dumped the same night. Oh, yes. Yeah. He ended up fine. I ended up getting a ride oh, home with some like dudes. Ten episodes or something ago? They're starting to fly by. I know. I know. That was... Holy shit. How many episodes ago? 
Well, I think... Yeah, here we are. We're already at a Halloween show. Which I think is 26. So 26 or 27 show, because we have a 9A and 9B in there to make things complicated. And then we have five precursors to that, which we're... You know, garage days, ba- if you will. The garage the beta. days. <laughs> when we were a garage band. Right. A garage pod. So, um, so yeah, that was frustrating as fuck, man. It looked enough like a briefcase and just all night, this fucking, just bitching at me. It's not a real briefcase. What was your best costume real. ever? You can go as far back as you want. Whether your mom dressed you or you dressed you, what was the best? The best was probably first grade. I had a Roger Rabbit just came out and we had someone like just... That's uh, what would you call it? Seamstress, a tailor. Yeah, I think you should uh, back way the fuck up. Since mm-hmm. most people that listen to our show are much younger than Roger Rabbit, like it, born in the '90s audiences who you're talking to. <laughs> right. What is Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit was a classic film. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit, it's true though. <laughs> Where uh, the animated world collided with the real world. <laughs> Thus zaniness ensued. They fucking give that movie away. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, that was such a classic. So basically what made the movie. I mean, that was a game changer back in the day. Yep. For special, God, back in the day. I keep trying to tell myself, don't use that fucking term. Bob, back in the day. Bob Hodgkins, is that his name? Uh, it was the guy that played Super Mario. Yeah. In the shitty Super Mario movie. I hope I'm saying his name right. Bob Hodgkit? No. Hopkins? Hop- I thought it was Hodgkins. Hodgkins? Or something. I'm thinking like of a disease. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopkins. I'm thinking of a suburb of Minneapolis. <laughs> and But the big deal was that Jessica Rabbit, Rabbit who was also animated in the film, right. which was Zany Roger Rabbit's wife. Right. Shows Beaver, right? She does show Beaver. Very, yep. yeah. Very. You have to really look for it, apparently. I didn't know until people showed me, like, dude, here's the freeze frames of them. Really, after internet came out, that's when I saw it. So, cool. Hoskins. Hots. Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Not Hopkins, not Hodgkins. Hoskins. Hoskins. And uh, who played the villain? It was, um, it was fucking... Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just such a great movie, and... So I had like this tailor-made Roger Rabbit outfit, and I imagine this was first grade. So this would have been eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. This woman put a lot of work into it, and then like they made up my face and everything. And uh, oh yeah, red suspenders, big shoes, huge shoes, red suspenders. Fuck yeah, I had ears. And how old were you? He's Roger Motherfucking Rabbit. First grade. That's amazing. First grade. Oh, I stole the show because then they. uh, Oh, um, my school was a grade one through eight. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, like the seventh, eighth graders, sixth graders, they didn't do any of this. But typically they paraded the first through third graders out, you know, with their Halloween costumes. And yeah, when I came out, my, yeah, people lost their shit. I, I got fucking, I got huge applause for that one. Peaked in first grade though, huh? Yeah. Next year wasn't so good. I did like a football player. People were like, Bleh, you'll never live up to the Roger Rabbit. How about when your rock star mom isn't getting you dressed when it's been up to you as an adult, your costume? My Oh, man, mine suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, uh, what was the first, um, the last year I ever went trick-or-treating. And this is sort of when I uh, knew that I wouldn't be trick-or-treating anymore. It was seventh grade and my buddy was like, all right, realistically, this is our last shot at candy. You turn 13 in a month, I turn 13 in like, Three, four months. 
we could still get away with it one last time. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. What are we doing? He's like, you got your rollerblades? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, we'll hit more houses faster that way. Uh, you got some fake blood? Yeah. Shitty white shirt you don't need? Yeah. All right. We were two rollerbladers that got hit by a car. Let's do it. And so we just went. We did it. And we got that look like, all right, I'll give you some fucking candy. But if I see you fucking next year. <laughs> that mood has totally changed, right? What do you mean? Well, 13 is still pretty young. I pretty much feel like if you're... Well, yeah, to, I mean, fuck to me, 16, 18, 20 is still fucking young. If you're in school, I'll give you candy. Like like K through 12? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty generous. Um, for you're me, willing to knock on my door and ask for candy at 18 years old? You deserve it, sir. Or uh, I, I don't know if that takes balls or if it just takes, like, vast... Thickness <laughs> like of more, the brain. It's more irritating when it's the fucking baby that clearly can't eat candy, and the mom's like, "Do you see? Do you see what I've done? Yeah, you know, trick or treat." And look at got, my look at my little my little trophy. And I'm like, "Do you really? Is this? Yeah, you know, this is just weird." Yeah, he can't I, chew. I prefer like you just showed me the kid and <laughs> passed him the like, candy. Yeah, are you seriously gonna give that infant a fucking sugar daddy? <laughs> it feels irresponsible and somewhat greedy. Yeah, yeah, and it's really all for the parent at that time when you're. Dragging this newborn house to house, family totally different. You maybe know? they quit. Maybe they quit Halloween a little too early. Maybe they should have drug it out until seventh grade. Yeah, they're missing something. Yeah, Strength. I say middle school. I think once you hit high school, come on, go to fucking Halloween parties at that point. Classic. You're going with the classic age. Yeah, go once to- you're out of grade school, that's that's the way it's been the whole time I grew up. And then yep. as I got older, it was like, whoa, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you want to come to a fucking party, man. They can't even drive. Yeah, let's go to a party. Let's go to a fucking party. What is it? What's going to be there? Oh, trust me. Trust me. There'll be tricks. I figured There'll out be your problem. I oh? Fuck, you just exposed it. What is that? See, the reason these older kids can still go trick-or-treating is you can't have parties anymore when you're in high school. Yeah. You can have like little get-togethers with a very small consortium of trusted individuals. You can have playdate parties still yeah. in high school, right. basically. There's no whalers. The second that shit hits social media, busted immediately. Yep. Punch and pie will be served. So all they really have left is things like this. Oh, I think you should just give them the fucking candy, man. All right. Yeah, I kind of feel sorry for them now. I do feel a little, those poor bastards. My most successful costumes have been pretty pretty low rent, right? All right. You know, like go get scrubs and I'll pretend I'm a doctor or I'll put garbage on me and put a hanger in my tie and push my hair back and I'm a guy in the wind or right. white trash. You know, all yeah, like, oh, that's yeah. kind of cheeky. I think one year I was, uh, I put a big bow on and I had a, Tag hanging from the bow that said two women from God." So God's <laughs> right, right. Women, stuff I was, like that. I was a male model one year. Smart. Yeah. So a few years ago, I went as the flower sack, bag over his head, scary guy from Strangers. You ever seen that horror movie? It's a great horror movie. No. Haven't seen it? Oh, it's killer. Basic, basic plot. Uh, couple not getting along goes to a wedding where they fake getting along and then they come back to their parents' pseudo cabin, uh, but sort of house that's been closed down for the season. They're just going to crash there and then leave in the morning. And 
people cruising around the area just looking to find somebody who's home to uh, terrorize. (laughs) And it's way intense. In fact, the movie, unlike most horror movies, actually, you go all the way until it's broad daylight and they're still after them. Holy crap. Yeah, most most end right around dawn. Yeah, just as we start to see the skylight and we reach the... Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sun's coming up. Evil goes away. This one goes way past that. Oh, man. Like bright rooms. Anyway, so I'm I'm this guy, right? So he's basically in a suit, and he's got a flower sack over his head. And I, my mom actually sewed the flower. I was trying, but I couldn't fucking operate the sewing machine. I don't know what happened between me and home economics, but I uh, just couldn't get it going. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do so well in sewing. I still have to have people sew things for me. Never did the sewing. Did I, I did okay in cooking, though. Yeah, I was... I'm total imbecile with a sewing machine. I wish I weren't, but I was. Yeah, same here. And so my dad's in the living room, right? <laughs> and I've I've got the the suit on, and I I I said, Dad, I want you to see the my my outfit. And I put the bag over my head. <laughs> He's like, "There's already an improvement." <laughs> uh, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> but that was my my favorite costume, and I've shown you some pictures of my sister Kate, who does full makeup, you know, the zipper face and all that shit, like way, way, way sci-fi, like holy shit yeah. makeup. Which is exactly the reason why I don't do the zombie crawls, because you just, you know, she's yeah, unbelievable. Like, <clears throat> right, you're stumbling out the gates. I will ask for her permission to put a couple of her pictures on her Twitter account or on her Facebook so you can see what is the... I mean, it's a blow, it'll blow your mind. For those of you listening on Halloween, I'll put those up if she says it's okay. She, for total, just do it at home. No skills in doing it. She just makes magic happen. It is phenomenal makeup work. Nice. Blow your mind. What's the uh, last um, thing you dressed? Did you dress up last year? Mm, so last year... Last year was a bit of a problem. Mm. We have a pumpkin carving competition at my house a couple nights before Halloween. Our whole family gets invested in it. Right, right, right. Then you have the one sibling that rules from upon high. Yeah, her and her much husband. Much to the chagrin of... They take a lot of shit. People don't agree with them. You know, they, they'll give high marks to uh, stenciled pumpkins. Okay. Not cool. Right? Right. They're like, oh, we didn't know it was stenciled. And it's like, you know what, dude? Uh, She's 12. It, it's it, stenciled. It, it looks, it's a little too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that causes some, you know, some tension over who wins and who doesn't. Which right. Everybody's like, oh, it's, dude, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. And then. Yeah, it's just a friendly competition. Fuck you. <laughs> there, there's that vibe, that ripple in the lake where you're like, okay, so you're kind of pissed. Yeah. <laughs> And anyway, I put so much time into the pumpkin that I didn't end up, uh, I didn't end up having enough time to like do this super elaborate costume. But then Doll well, had had like this thing in her mind the whole time that she wanted to do. So my sister has a Halloween party. My sister, this is before she she so she just had a baby. Right, right. And at this time, no, no baby. baby. And um, she turned her entire inside of her house into a murder mystery haunted house. Ooh. And I mean, it was good. Yeah. Lights off, quiet, actors in rooms. It was way scarier than a lot of haunted houses I've been to. And had we not had a Frady cat with us in our group walking through their house who kept turning his phone on to try to, because he couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And acted like he was just being funny. Right, right. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but at that party, 
uh, my wife got um, like inmate scrubs from the jail. You know, she works at the county. Right, right, right. As a so she was able to score some uh, real gear. Real gear, and we put tats on our face and on our arms, removable <laughs> ones, and showed up at this party. And it was kind of fun. Right on. Trying to think, but I went to a barn party last year. I was uh, Bobby the Rookie from the Beastie Boys Sabotage video. Had the mustache going and everything. Did people guess that? Yeah, people actually did. They actually started playing Sabotage after I walked in. I would literally give them a piece of candy just for guessing. I'd be like, holy fuck, how did you pull that out? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of people that were like, 70s cop. I'm like, close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. But then people would come up, they'd hear that person, they'd be like, it's fucking sabotage, man. Yeah. But at least they were in your corner. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, we got we to gotta move forward here. We're never going to get this thing done. Yeah. I get excited when I talk about Halloween. Uh, Halloween's great. It's my yeah. favorite holiday. Um, and, you know, I said that the other day, and they're like, it's not a holiday. Fuck you. You don't get time off. And it's, it's, you know, maybe, may, at the most, it's a celebration. It's on the fucking calendar, dick. I just want to kick him down the stairs. Yeah. Is that so wrong? No, no, Fucking no. kick him down the stairs. It's very Halloween. <sighs> Happy place. All right. We have been sort of... We talked about it in an episode a few shows ago about Obi-Wan's demons. Oh, yeah. And then a couple of shows ago, you're like, well, I want to, you know, we need to... There's some this or some that I want to talk about. I'm like, save it, save it, save it for the Halloween episode. Right. This is your moment. It's not really much of a moment. It kind of... What do you mean, dude? <laughs> you forgot, didn't you? you forgot <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Okay, well, he's been, he's been... Yeah, I fell asleep on it a little. I mean, just because he's been devastated. Hey, you've talked to him. Well, we went through the entire incident of the demons, and then you felt that there were... So so his thing was he calls me, he's all upset, he's distraught that um, Future Man, his son, had to be exposed to this demon. That he invoked. That, that, that Obi-Wan yeah. brought into brought the in, home and now the boy has been exposed to. Right. And... Uh, we were uh, we were going back and forth about this, right? And you told the story and so on and so forth. And then I was kind of, uh, and I don't remember if we included this in the last episode or not, but uh, I was telling him how convenient it was for him to be, you know, religious at one time, and all of a sudden we believe in the supreme evil of a demon, and the next second, you know, we don't need to be married for sex. We can smoke, drink, swear, do whatever, <laughs> and that's cool. But uh, now all of a sudden we have demons. There's loopholes, man. There's loopholes. <laughs> right. So I was trying to get him to admit that his religion was bullshit, which is something I do because I'm a prick. That yeah, way. you're kind of a dick. Right. And you were telling me that there was fallout from the demons. Like there's, there's, an, there's, a, there's now this unsteady vibe at the household. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I walked in. I didn't sense any demons or anything. You know, it's because it's bullshit. Seemed, right. House seemed pretty, perfectly fine, but. I don't know. I feel guilty. I'm, I think I'm the one that really launched him, more so than you or anyone else. Um, the guy that had his back that was in its corner, I'm the one that, like, all of our friends are coming up to me like, Travis, you dick. Why'd you send him that link? Because, remember, he was describing, I don't know, I remember if I got into it or not on that show, but he was describing what this demon looked like. It was like a cat-like humanoid. And so, you know... During my lunch break, I just do a quick Google, quick Google, 
of what this m- could possibly be. And I come across basically like Satan's right-hand man. That's like the only one that really... There were some Japanese ones, but it wasn't really syncing up with what he said. And so I'm looking up, and yeah, it was like Satan's like number two. <laughs> I mean, he was Could one of his top commands. into that? What, what description did he give you that led you to Satan's number two? Cat-like... Can't like humanoid. That's all I Googled. And so it it didn't bring me up. You know, I didn't I didn't get a lot of hits with that Google search. I'm on my lunch break, so I'm not not gonna go deep Google on this, you know. And so I just kind of looked and looked and you know, I'm checking them off like Japanese of this one. Uh eh, no, that one's kind of too much of a combination of these other things. And then I get to this one. And I didn't really even read the four, just kind of like cat-like demon. I'm like, dude, this could be the one. And if it is, you picked the bad one to mess with because, uh, yeah, it's like Satan's number two. And it basically can take, uh, can't remember the other two animals, but yeah, like a humanoid, cat-like. And then there was like two other animals. And the thing I didn't read that, that just has him sold at its most powerful in the month of October. And so of all the, like, the things it's describing in there, you know, he's coming you nailed it, man. You nailed it. This is what's in my house. Cat-like humanoid comes out in October. That's all I need. This is it. I've got this fucking thing in my house, and I'm living with it. And I would see him, I mean, just these last couple of weeks, whenever he just looks like he's getting no sleep, just strung out, no sleep. So our friends are just like, Travis, you're a fucking dick for sending him that link. I'm like, I didn't know that he was going to, you know, like I didn't, I didn't know that he was going to spiral into to this, this, is this madness. Insufferable bullshit. How well, ineffective is Satan's right hand man if all he does is sit in front of your bed, stare at your son for five seconds and then evaporate? Right. Satan's kind of a pussy. Yeah. 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 What was his name? Do you remember the name of the cat-like creature? Did it have a good name? It was definitely one of those names, yeah. It was one of the big ones. I don't remember what it was, but... It was enough to scare Obi. Shitless. Has he recovered? You say he's not sleeping? I saw him last weekend, and he seemed to be doing better. It was in his bedroom, right? In his bedroom. By his computer, right at the foot of his bed. Let's just say, let's just for a moment say that you're actually upset and you believe, which is what he kept going back to. Oh, Future Man never lies. He's never told a lie in his life. He's the best child ever. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Back to the demon. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, he wouldn't lie about something like that. And so you're not sleeping in your room? No, I'm sleeping. I'm not going to sleep in my bed. Right. But there's a fucking demon in your room. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, I move out. Yeah. As I said in the last show, pack shit, move out if I truly believe that there's a fucking demon. Yeah, I'm not even fucking sleeping on the couch. I'm fucking out. Yeah. Keep your fucking lease. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy buy out the fucking lease. I've got friends that are nice enough. They'll let me couch surf till I find a new one. I wouldn't take like a month to find a new one. I'd be pretty much, yeah. Maybe we should scare Obi a little more. Oh? Because I like to fuck with him. You do. 
You do. Apparently, I do too. Indirectly, I was trying to help him, and I sent him further into madness. I uh, I found a great scary story. Yeah. Uh, I I literally scoured the internet trying to find something that wasn't just imbecile level bullshit. Right. Right. Most right, of right. it is. Yeah. And I found a real scary story. And and the sounds that they heard on the windows. Was her claws like? Oh. Yeah, I didn't want something that was you know sort of campfire punchline. Right. I found something like in, like this is in a established newspaper. It's uh, written by a fairly accredited reporter. Fairly accredited. Fairly accredited. He, well, he was accredited until he did this piece. It was. He is from Gary, Indiana, so he probably specializes oh. in like real murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Have you ever been to Gary? I have. Me once. I was in for gas and I got the fuck out. Po- it, the poverty there is sad. Yeah. It's at a sad level. I mean, talk about like a Halloween fucking town. I I, I pulled off because I was getting low on gas, getting ready to go through Chicago. So I was coming from the east, mm-hmm. coming west. Um, we stopped off at that gas station. My girlfriend at the time was in the car. I was just like, lock the fucking doors. If anything happens to me, you just fucking, you take off and go. I don't care if the fucking gas pump nozzle is still in the fucking tank. You take off and you fucking go. Leave me behind. Because I'm not, uh, not going to make it. <laughs> you know, we got the fuck out of there. I was able to gas up, walked up, bulletproof glass on the outside of the everywhere. place. Yep, everywhere. Boarded up, tiny little hole with which to slide the money through. And I think I was just like, keep the fucking change. Did that fast walk back to the car, <laughs> cranked up the engine, and then I was in such a hurry to get out. I didn't even hit like the little driveway ramp. I went straight off the sidewalk, flew out of there, hit that fucking highway exit, and see you later, Gary, Indiana. Well, my, my Gary, Indiana experience was on a Greyhound bus, and oh, we yeah. stopped in Chicago, and then at a stop in Gary, and I... I would say that I was the whole time feeling like there was no one of any significance that would cause any second thoughts or considerations towards one's actions that would step in and help. Right. Like if there was a fight, a robbery, and anything, people would just be like, fuck it. Fuck it. Business as usual here. Yeah. Like <laughs> Halloween in Gary, Indiana is 364 days a year. <laughs> When it actually happens, no one's afraid. Right. So, okay, so this story takes place in? This story takes place in uh, an outlier town, but the... the, the, So it's in the Gary area. Well, I can can be very specific, but but I actually actually don't want to kill this. Okay. I, I got a hold of Imogen. 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 Okay. You know who Imogen is, right? Do our fans know? Uh, apparently they do now because we've been saying her name all fucked up lately. I kept saying it Emojin. Emojin. It's actually Imogen. And then I was saying it like Imogen. Yep. Imogen Dalton. Imogen is, Dalton. She is the voice of When Life Attacks. You hear her in the beginning. You hear her in the end. Well, I reached out to her. Isn't she great, folks? She's great. Isn't she great? She is great. Um, and I asked her if she would read this article for us. Right. And she agreed. She did. She was actually kind of a little, because she doesn't do that. She doesn't do a lot of, like, vocal acting in that manner where she's going to take a... Plus, her accent's pretty thick. Yeah. The Irish? 
It, it, well, I know she spends time in London. She's all over the place. She's an Irish accent. She's. I, I'm a little naive because I can't really, can't really it. tell what's what. Well, even in England, like you have, you know, your Yorkshire accent, your cock. You know, you have all different types of accents. It's kind of like out here. It would be like asking them to come out here and be like, okay, who has the Southern accent? Who has the Midwest accent? Who has the Boston accent? Go. For them, they'd be like, I don't know. It all sounds stupid. I'm a little afraid to ask her because she's big time compared to us. She's got big national advertising campaigns and like she's a somebody. Right. And, you know, we're like, we're like closet radio personalities. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she, uh, I sent it to her and she was like, she's always so cool. Like we're, oh, you guys are so creative. This will be so fun. Da, 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 da. And you kind of have to listen to her. You know, she, she reads uh, you, you read her email and you think, oh, well, this is, you know, it comes off fine. But if she sends you a, a, an audio file and she's not like in the mode, right? you can't understand shit. <laughs> you can't <laughs> understand what she's saying because it's, it's a thick accent. So she actually was more than happy to level Obi-Wan. When she read the article and then found out that this article was true, right? oh, she loved it. <laughs> she's like, let's do this. All right. Um, well, let's play it. Let's play it. On January the 27th, 2014, the Indiana Star published an article by Marissa Kivakovsky regarding what police captain Charles Austin said was the strangest story he had ever heard. Austin, a 36-year-old veteran of the Gary Police Department, said he initially thought Indianapolis resident Latoya Amons and her family concocted an elaborate tale of demon possessions and supernatural occurrences as a way to make money. But after several visits to their home and interviews with witnesses, Austin said simply, I am a believer. Not everyone involved with the family was inclined to believe its incredible story. But whatever the cause of the creepy occurrences that befell the family, whether they were seized by a systematic delusion or demonic possession, it led to one of the most unusual cases ever handled by the Department of Child Services. Many of the events are detailed in nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. Furthermore, the family's story is made only more bizarre because it involves a DCS intervention, a string of psychological evaluations, a police investigation, and ultimately a series of exorcisms. In November 2011, Amon's family moved into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary, a quiet lane lined with small one-storey homes. Big black flies suddenly swarmed their screened-in porch in December, despite the winter chill. This is not normal, Amon's mother Rosa Campbell remembers thinking. We killed them and killed them and killed them, but they kept coming back. There were other strange happenings too. After midnight, Campbell and Amons both said they occasionally heard the steady clump of footsteps climbing the basement stairs and the creak of the door opening between the basement and kitchen. No one was there. Campbell said she awoke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing her living room. 
she leapt out of bed to investigate and found large, wet footprints. On March the 10th, 2012, Campbell said the family's unease turned to fear. It was about 2am. Normally, Campbell, Ammons and her children would have been asleep, but they were mourning the death of a loved one with a group of friends. Ammons, who was in Campbell's bedroom, startled everyone by screaming, Mama! Mama! Campbell said she ran into her bedroom where her then 12-year-old granddaughter and a friend were staying. Ammons and Campbell said the 12-year-old was levitating above the bed, unconscious. According to their account of events, Ammons and several others surrounded the girl, praying. Eventually, Campbell said, her granddaughter descended onto the bed. The girl woke up with no memory of what happened, Campbell said. Campbell and Ammons called local churches looking for help with what they believed was something supernatural, but most refused to listen. Eventually, after listening to Campbell and Ammons talk about the house and visiting it, Officials at one church told them the Carolina Street house had spirits in it. They recommended the family clean the home with bleach and ammonia, then use oil to draw crosses on every door and window. Campbell and Ammons also told the Star they reached out to two clairvoyants, who said the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons. Their explanation made sense to Campbell and Ammons, they say, because it meshed with their Christian faith. The best thing you can do is move, Ammons remember the clairvoyance telling her, but moving wasn't an option for the cash-strapped family. Instead, Ammons said she took a clairvoyance advice and made an altar in the basement. Also, on a clairvoyance advice, they burned sage and sulphur throughout the house, and a person she was with read Psalm 91, Allowed. Amon said nothing odd happened for three days. Then things got worse. The family said demons possessed Ammons and her children, then ages seven, nine, and twelve. The kids' eyes bulged, evil smiles crossed their faces, and their voices deepened every time it happened, Campbell and Ammon said. Campbell said the demons didn't affect her because she was born with protection from evil. She said she and others like her have a guardian who protects them. Amon said she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm when she was possessed. Her body shook and she said she felt out of control. You can tell it's different, something supernatural. Finally, in desperation, they went to their family physician, Dr. Jeffrey Oniuku, on April the 9th, 2012. Amon said she told him what they were going through, hoping he might understand. Oniuku told the star, It was bizarre. 20 years and I've never heard anything like that in my life, he said. I was scared myself when I walked into the room. In his medical notes about the visit, Oniuku wrote, Delusions of Ghost in Home and Hallucinations. What Ammons and Campbell say happened next was also detailed in a DCS report of a family case manager's interviews with medical staff. Campbell said Ammons' sons cursed Oniyuku in demonic voices, 
raging at him. Medical staff said the youngest boy was lifted and thrown into the wall with nobody touching him, according to a DCS report. The boys abruptly passed out and wouldn't come to, Campbell added. She cradled one boy in her arms. Amons held the other. Someone from the doctor's office called 911. Oniukwu said seven or eight police officers and multiple ambulances showed up. Everybody was panicking. They couldn't figure out exactly what was happening, he recalled. Meanwhile, someone called DCS and asked the agency to investigate Ammons for possible child abuse or neglect. The caller, who is not named in the DCS report, believed the children were performing for Ammons and she was encouraging their behaviour. DCS family case manager Valerie Washington was asked to handle the initial investigation. She interviewed the family in the hospital. While she spoke with Ammons, the seven-year-old boy started growling with his teeth showing. His eyes rolled back in his head. The boy locked his hands around his older brother's throat and refused to let go until adults pried his hands open. Later that evening, Washington and registered nurse Willie Lee Walker brought the two boys into a small exam room for an interview. Campbell joined them. The seven-year-old stared into his brother's eyes and began to growl again. It's time to die, the boy said in a deep, unnatural voice. I will kill you. While the youngest boy spoke, the older brother started headbutting Campbell in the stomach. Campbell grabbed her grandson's hands and started praying. What happened next would rattle the witnesses and to some it would offer not only evidence but proof of paranormal activity. According to Washington's original DCS report, an account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, the nine-year-old had a weird grin and walked backward up a wall to the ceiling. He then flipped over Campbell, landing on his feet. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. He walked up the wall, flipped over her and stood there, Walker told the star. There's no way he could have done that. Walker, who said he previously believed in demons and spirits, thought the boy's behaviour had some demonic spirit to it, but also was the result of a mental illness. The next day, DCS took the emergency step of taking custody of the children without a court order. Amons told the star she and her children cried because they didn't want to be separated. We'd already been through so much and fought so hard for our lives, she recalled. It was obvious we were a team and we were beating it, whatever we were fighting. We made it through together as a team and they separated us. The Reverend Michael Maginot was leading Bible study in his living room the morning of April the 20th, 2012, when he received a call from a hospital chaplain. Maginot had been the priest at St. Stephen's Martyr Parish in Maryville, Indiana, for more than 10 years, but had never received a request like this one. The chaplain asked him to perform an exorcism on Ammon's nine-year-old son. Maginot agreed to interview the family after Sunday Mass a few days later. 
the first step, Maginot said, was ruling out natural causes for what Ammons and her family said they were experiencing. He visited Ammons and Campbell in the Carolina Street home on April the 22nd, 2012. For two hours, Ammons and Campbell detailed the phenomena for him. Then Campbell interrupted the interview to point out a flickering bathroom light. The flickering stopped each time Maginot walked over to investigate, which he attributed to a demonic presence. It must be scared of me, he later told the star he had thought. After a four-hour interview, Maginot said he was convinced the family was being tormented by demons. He said he also believed there were ghosts in the house. Less than a week later, Washington, the DCS family case manager, arrived to check the condition of the home. Washington asked a Lake County police officer to come with her. Two other officers, one each from Gary and Hammond Police Departments, asked to join them out of professional curiosity. Austin, the Gary police captain, later told the Star he believed in ghosts and the supernatural, but said he didn't believe in demons. Austin said he changed his mind after visiting the Carolina Street house. Austin said photos he snapped with his iPhone also seemed to have strange silhouettes in them. The radio in his police-issued Ford malfunctioned on the way home. Later, Austin said the garage at his Gary home refused to open, even though the power was on everywhere else. Austin said the driver's seat in his personal 2005 Infinity also started moving backward and forward on its own. Austin said he found himself starting to believe Amon's claims of paranormal activity. But the mental health professionals evaluating Ammons and her children remained sceptical. In April 2012, DCS successfully petitioned Lake Juvenile Court for temporary wardship of the three children. DCS temporarily housed the two older children at St. Joseph's Carmelite House in East Chicago. Ammon's youngest son was sent to Christian Haven in Wheatfield for a psychiatric evaluation. Clinical psychologist Stacy Wright said the boy tended to act possessed when he was challenged, redirected or asked questions he didn't want to answer. In her evaluation, Wright wrote that he seemed coherent and logical, except when he talked about demons. Wright believed the eight-year-old did not suffer from a true psychotic disorder. This appears to be an unfortunate and sad case of a child who has been induced into a delusional system perpetuated by his mother and potentially reinforced by other relatives, she wrote in her psychological evaluation. Clinical psychologist Joel Schwartz, who evaluated Ammon's daughter and older son, came to a similar conclusion. Police and DCS officials continued to investigate strange happenings in the house. Campbell, Ammons, Austin and the two other police officers from the initial visit went back to the home after work hours on May the 10th, 2012. They were joined by Maginot, two Lake County officers and a police dog and DCS family case manager Samantha Illick. A county officer 
took the police dog around the home, but the dog didn't show interest in any particular area, according to Lake County police records. Everyone else headed into the basement. Illick touched some strange liquid she saw dripping in the basement and said it felt slippery, yet sticky, between her fingers. Maginot blessed some salt, which he said is a barrier to evil, and spread it under the stairs and throughout the basement. On the main floor, officers noticed an oil-like substance dripping from Venetian blinds in a bedroom, but couldn't figure out where it was coming from, police records state. To make sure Campbell or Ammons hadn't poured oil on the blinds, two of the officers used paper towels to clean it off. The officers sealed the room for 25 minutes and stood nearby so no one could walk in. When they went back in, the oil had reappeared, according to police records. Maginot wrote a report detailing his findings and asked Bishop Dale Malchek's permission to perform an exorcism on Ammons. Maginot said Melchek had never authorised an exorcism in 21 years as Bishop of the Diocese of Gary. Melchek initially denied Maginot's request to do a church-sanctioned exorcism, Maginot said. The bishop told Maginot to contact other priests who have performed exorcisms. Maginot said he needed other priests to give him the ritual for a minor exorcism, which does not require church approval. The priests he consulted told him to look it up on the internet. He said he did an intense blessing on the Carolina Street home to expel bad spirits. That same day, Maginot performed a minor exorcism on Ammons. The ritual consisted of prayers, statements and appeals to cast out demons. Two police officers and Illick, the DCS family case manager, attended the ritual. Illick said she left believing that something was going on, although she wouldn't go as far as saying it was demonic. She said she got chills during the nearly two-hour rite. We felt like someone was in the room with you, someone breathing down your neck. After the minor rite, Maginot said Bishop Melchek gave him permission to exorcise Ammons. The ritual is the same as the minor exorcism, but more powerful because it has the backing of the Catholic Church, Maginot said. Maginot ultimately performed three major exorcisms on Ammons, two in English and the last one in Latin, in June 2012 at his Maryville Church. In the final exorcism at the end of June 2012, Maginot said he prayed and berated the demons in Latin rather than English. It would be the last time Ammon saw Maginot. She and her mother drove back to Indianapolis, where they say they now live without fear. Ammon's old home on Carolina Street became an object of local curiosity, so much so that the owner and landlord, Charles Reed, called the Gary Police Department to ask officers to stop driving by the house because it was scaring his new tenant. He said there were no problems in the home before or after Ammons and her family lived there. I thought I had heard it all, said Reed, who's been a landlord for 33 years. 
This was a new one to me. My belief system has a hard time jumping over that bridge. Amons regained custody of her three children in November 2012 and the DCS closed the case last February. The children said they felt safe after they left the house on Carolina Street, the family said. The three left their demonic voices and complaints behind them. The family is no longer fixated solely on religion to explain or cope with the children's behaviour issues, Oleshnik and her supervisor wrote in a request for dismissal of wardship dated January the 24th, 2013. For her part, Ammon said it was not the psychologists who resolved her problems, but God. When you hear something like this, she said, don't assume it's not real, because I've lived it. I know it's real. So what did you think? I, I don't think Obi's going to be sleeping for a while. I think we just... I, th- I think we fucked him up now. He's going to get back to me. You son of a bitch. I can't sleep. Let's seal the deal. All right. Because, you know, as we just heard there, they kind of like pull a little bit of the uh, punch out of it by saying this person doesn't believe and this report came out and there weren't any problems before or after. Well... That episode, uh, excuse me, that article was written in 2014. And since 2014, not only have there been problems at that house, but there have been problems at that, in that neighborhood. So much so that they had to tear the fucking house yeah, down. Yeah, they tore it fucking down. Man, you know, the funny thing is, if they actually did that with Obi and his fucking thing that's been following, that's two townhomes now. There would be two townhomes with just sections torn out of them. (laughs) Oh, because of... uh, Oh, because of Obi. Right. Uh, They fenced it off just like Amityville Horror, because that house is real. The Amityville Horror is based on a true deal. Same deal here. Yeah, they had the one woman... What was her name? Lorraine Newman. I want to say Lorraine Newman. I know that's absolutely wrong. I'm just impressed you have the first name, really. Lorraine Warren, maybe. What? Wherever you're going with this, I'm but impressed. yeah, but Good she memory. was, um, but yeah, she did episodes of Paranormal um, Paranormal State, and would come down with the Penn State kids and help them solve their uh, what would you call it uh, possessions. Yeah, she did work. Yeah, usually when it came to like possessions and stuff like that, demon demonology, she was usually brought in to help them crack their case. I. I now, you've heard me say how much bullshit I think all of this is, right? Right. Like, I continually say that. Yeah, yeah, you're still saying it. Right. Now, there are some things that I haven't, like, quite figured out how they did it yet. Okay. You know, like, when they put some of these people that are possessed in a hypnotic state, and all of a sudden they start, like, just rattling off a broken language that we're still trying to figure out. Right, right. Like, they go into, like, ancient it. Sanskrit or something, like yeah. a dead language. And they're just, like, as fast as they can talk. And, like, yeah. they're, they're sending the tape off to other universities. They're like, Jesus Christ, we're, we're finding out whole sections of this language <laughs> from this tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, explain I, that. Like, I would seriously still have fucking chills right now just talking about it, just thinking about it. Kid fucking walking up a wall? You fucking kidding me? Up a wall? So he walks up the wall? From from his back to the wall, so he's walking backwards, right, like up spider the wall. walking. Yeah, <sighs> and he's not in the room with anybody who wants to like pr- who who wants to inspire him to behave like this. Right. When 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 Imogen is like, uh, 
yeah, the family workers said there was no way possible that that could happen. Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. How do you? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, that's weird shit. Did he have, have stickum on his like? Even if know. he had stickum, wouldn't he get stuck? Like, it wouldn't be a fluid motion, you know? It would be like. You know, it'd be like this slow sort of. And he's a child. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just, they brought, the impromptu brought this family in to be like, okay, shit is fucked up. They bring him to county facilities, and all of a sudden this kid speaking in demon form runs backwards up a wall and ceiling and then drops backflip style in front of an adult. Yeah. You have my attention. Right. You have my fucking attention. Yeah. It's not right. If I go over to Obie's. Future man's walking backwards up the wall. I'm getting the fuck out. That's right. Jimmy's out. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yeah, fuck happy. off. <laughs> I'll send you a fucking Christmas card. You did this to yourself. <laughs> Let me know when it's fucking over. Oh, that was scary. Now, come we, to think of it, don't even fucking come to my house. Don't bring it to my house. Did it add anything with her accent? Did it do anything for you in like the horror motif? I'm hoping that I'm hoping we could bring some it's fringe different. listeners in yeah, to like yeah. play this for people. Yeah, because it it's different. Usually, I'm used to it being read, you know, in a just American accent. Mm-hmm. So it's different. She it's, reads our sentence structure a little differently. Like she yeah. pauses and finds highlights at different places. Yeah. Like we don't we don't do that. But I'm probably gonna like listen to it like ten times just to, you she, know. She did it a bajillion times. Yeah. Like we kept, yeah, you do, yeah, you were telling me about that, yeah. She put her, she broke her ass for you guys, so I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. So thanks again, Imogen Dan, uh, Dalton. Name's Imogen Dalton. Imogen Dalton. Thank you. Uh, let's go to. Uh, whoop! I skipped pages so I could go to our little Obi Wan deal here. Um, we did not cover this. It would be two episodes again now. Um, I went to Soap Factory, and we ran out of time. That's and, right. And you reminded me, hey, you never talked about Soap Factory. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, let's 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 discuss it. Um, but before I get into it, are you a haunted house guy? No. I mean, I'm not opposed to going to haunted houses. I just, how often does it come up that you get to do that? You know what I mean? I want you to explain yourself. It comes up every Halloween. What do you mean? How often does it come yeah, up? Yeah, but you know, I mean, how many times like you live in somewhere and then they're, you know, hey, I mean, I'm going. I mean, I guess I've been to Obi's house, so I've been to a haunted house. Mm, you know. Mm. Um. No, no. When um, was the last one you went to? Oh, it's been years. What the fuck? It's been years. They're great. I know. I want to go to one. I should do it. Are you the asshole? I think, that I think walks Gettysburg. Through, like, I'm not scared. This doesn't scare me. That's a person in a costume. I'm gonna make it through. This nah. is retarded. Nah, because usually I kind of fucking retard myself before I go into them. It's kind of help it, you know. You make yourself jumpy, or you get fucked up. I get a little fucked up, and then that helps make me jumpy. If I'm drunk, nothing affects me. Yeah, that. Yeah, I suppose. Because you said what? Oh, oh yeah. Chainsaw face. I could ride on the hood of the car wasted. Just like, this is fun. Nah, I'm fine. I'm cool. <laughs> Everything's cool. If I was stoned, maybe it depends, like, what kind of, what, 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 what makeup what, what of plant strain. I smoked. Yeah. yeah like, if I've got the noids and I walk through a haunted house, yeah. I could probably walk through on the ceiling. That could be good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think. It's been years and years since the last time I've been to a haunted house. You can't even remember. So, I go to probably five to ten haunted houses a year. 
Would you do Haunted Gettysburg? I would. I would. If it was done, why? Well, I would tell you that I blanketly will go to every single one at least once. So you could take me anywhere, and I'd be like, yep, I'll try it. Well, shit, dude. If we take an East Coast trip, man, we'll swing by my hometown. Your hometown's Gettysburg? Ch- Chambersburg. It's the town they, uh, the rebels burnt on their way to Gettysburg. Did you, live in, did you live in Maryland as well? No, no. I was born in Maryland. Mason-Dixon line. Okay, you were born in Baltimore. Born in Hagerstown, Maryland. Baltimore would be like the nearest big city okay. where I was born. All right. And then uh, like the Baltimore, D.C. area. And then but Baltimore would be closer just by a little bit. Actually, no. D.C., Baltimore, same distance. And um, yeah, and then just throw a stone and you're over the border in Pennsylvania. And that's took me to the hospital, better hospital in, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Brought me back over to Pennsylvania. Okay, so you're kind of a, a Pennsylvania guy then. I'm a Pennsylvanian, yeah, but I have a Maryland uh, social security number. Is that what it is, Pennsylvanian? Pennsylvanian. Okay. What do you think, like a Pentatuckian? Well, I don't know, like Indiana or Hoosier. I didn't know if they were going to go through the phonetics of Pennsylvanian. No, we're not all Quakers out there. Okay. Is it a Quaker? Is that what the... That's the, the, Is that derogatory? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh It's kind of the area, you know, we're along the Appalachian there, the area I come from, so it's very uh, God, there's redneck. God, great hillbilly out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's one of the, it's one of the top places. I was going to ask Everyone's you. got a story. Everyone you talk to from like my hometown has a fucking story. Did you go to the Exorcist stairs in in Baltimore when you lived out there? Fuck no. No? Nah, I, I'm not so supposed to be a big like, yeah, yeah, no, attraction. I'm not, yeah, I'm not ballsy enough for that shit. Oh, and you didn't take advantage of any of that when you lived out there? Um, well, I mean like I said everyone would talk tell stories everyone was a fucking ghost hunter out there. You know, um, whoa, EVP whoa, type shit that, that went through too fast. Say that again. Like everybody's a ghost hunter. Well, essentially like, you know, everyone has their ghost stories. So then everyone's like, oh dude, we should go ghost hunting. We got to go ghost hunting. And at the time I was living out there. That's when like the huge, um, would you call it fad that, you know, the whole ghost hunting fad was going around like your, uh, paranormal you state you taps. the expression on my face. Yeah. It's like blank. Yeah. Like, because it's total bullshit. There was a whole period of time people got into this. Yeah. People were all about it. They, I, I got caught up in the wave a little too. But from. Whoa, whoa. Hear let's me out. Not, let's, whoa. Hear me out. No, hear me out. For me, though, it was, um, I was just interested in, what are they called? Like EMPs or whatever, where you take an analog cassette. I just wanted to experiment with it because, as you know, audio, you know, I'm kind of an audio file. So I wanted to, like, okay, let's see if we can get this shit on here. Then I can put it in a song. Mm-hmm. And if I get scared, I get scared, and it'll be fun. So not only are you referencing that it was a fad, but that you were part of it, and you ran around with a... I actually never did go out and do it. I never did. I talked about it a lot. I even picked up the recorder, but I, n- I never went out and did it. Uh, one of the ones that I wanted to try was this place. Uh, it's, it's a site where this old schoolhouse was back in the days, like the frontier, like even before the Revolutionary War. And it's called Enoch Brown, and it's named after the school teacher uh, from this massacre. The uh, Native Americans massacred uh, this entire schoolhouse of children. Jesus. And the teacher. Right. And um, only one boy survived, and he was scalped alive. 
And somehow he like was able to keep him. There's like a little stream that flows by the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. And he was able to keep himself alive by putting his head in the stream after having it scalped. Mm-hmm. All the other children died. And so at night, they, of course, what do they do now? They put up a playground there. And apparently at night, those swings start going and the kids start playing. And apparently you can hear the kids playing and talking with it. And apparently um, everyone out there, you know, a couple people said, yeah, man, the kids will fuck with you. You know, they'll, they'll make sounds. They'll, they'll freak you out. They'll try to freak you out. I have questions. I never got to go. I never, I, I never went there at night. I went there in the day. Question one. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there something worse that you can think of being than a person that is a poser about being a ghost hunter. <laughs> I wasn't even a poser, dude. You talked about it a lot. You had yeah. the equipment and you never did it. I never did it because I was like, uh, I'm just not into that. <laughs> I think you're a poser ghost hunter. All right. All right. Which is... I mean, I grew up loving Ghostbusters. It sounds, it sounds fun. It sounds you, exciting. You need to go to Urban Dictionary right now. Urban. Put that in there and define it because I guarantee you're the first. <laughs> My second question, if there's a God... Mm-hmm. And children are massacred. Why are they still there? Oh, what are the what's the reason they give me the um, because like the because of the traumatic troubled death, they're not ready to pass over. And this happened, I think, like in the sixteen seven early seventeen. It happened before the revolution, the American Revolution. Um, and they're still fucking. This there? was this was the time like when like South Central Pennsylvania was like. The outskirts of the wilderness, like as far west as we went, you know, in Pennsylvania at the time. So um, at least that's my I might be fucking the history up a little, but bear with me. Essentially, that's when it happened. And that's essentially, I think, was the geography of Pennsylvania. Two hundred and forty years ago, a quarter century. Oh, no, no, no. This would have been like three hundred, three hundred plus years ago. A quarter millennium. Because remember, you know, millennium. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't just come over here and start a revolution. You know, you had the Salem witch trials going on in sixteen seventy to ninety something. I don't remember. What kind of sick fuck doesn't intervene after two hundred and forty years after being massacred as a child? You don't get to go play in God's love. Right, right. I'm did miss a meeting. You, you, you miss all the meetings. You miss all of the meetings. <laughs> I do. We I'm intentionally invited to them. We no, you don't get invited to them. You're like, man, nobody wants that cynic, you know, that dick there. He's just gonna be questioning everything. Um, excuse me, God, I have some questions for I you. I have some questions. <laughs> I have so many. He's <laughs> probably like, good yeah. What what now, Jim? You give Would me you? some bullshit. Like, of course you do. You were made in my image. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, any more questions about the horrible deaths of these school children? I'm trying to think. What's another local? Oh. You have so many cool attractions out on that side of the country. You didn't go. You can't think of one haunted house, even attending as I'm, a child, that didn't just blow your mind. Well, I grew up in Phoenix, so um, no, no. It was just all like the typical guy in like a fucking Jason mask with like a chainsaw with no, you know, 
saw part on it. So because this isn't celebrated at all in Italy. Maybe on a base, but not anywhere else, right? Uh, well, it is and it isn't. It's a different form. I can't remember their form. The Germans have their own form. They definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, their form, it's really scary. <laughs> so, you know, it is different. It's not like the way we do. I'm trying to think, though. Any it's other not even local... the same time of year, right? It's, I can't it's even... totally like... It's been years and years. I, I don't remember. I mean, because, you know, the American kids, we just, we had our Halloween and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't, we had like one Italian girl that went to our school or like two of them or something. And we didn't really. But know. on October 31st, you weren't hitting Italian streets, rapping on doors like candy? Oh, no, no, right. no. So, I'm so to... were there haunted houses overseas that you can remember? Was there a time of year where they would put up a scare house or anything like that? And would um, it be scary in a time? The high schoolers, typically, we put on the haunted house. Well, my friends would put on the haunted house. Um, I would just kind of get fucked up with them and get them fucked up before they went in. And then they went and scared the kids. Would Italian kids and families come in to try the haunted house? Or was it purely base people? It was, ba- it was on base. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't really get on. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause that'd be fun too. Yeah. Like if they didn't know what a haunted house was, you just brought them yeah. in. Yeah. Oh man. It might be traumatizing for those poor. They need it. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty laid back. So put a little pep in their step. You got the Vatican in your country. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be enough as a kid. Angels and demons. You'd think we'd eventually arrive at somebody like, Hey, let's do a haunted house. But right. no, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think though. That has me thinking of like the local legends now. Like, um, what else did we have? We had the Lady of the Lake. I can't remember which lake it was, um, but apparently, uh, some people were really freaked. Some people didn't even like talking about this one. Um, apparently, back in the olden times, you know, uh, I want to say seventeen, eighteen hundred during the early pioneer days, there was a lady who. Um, who had a husband or something like that that left her or scorned her and like um, somehow their baby ended up getting drowned by one of the two of them and then the I think the husband drowned the baby because she was cheating on him or something and then she went and jumped in the same lake and killed herself and so apparently if you um, if you go out there and, you know, you got to drive out there. And if you bring, like, a little baby doll and you say, you know, I've got your baby. I've got your baby right here. Apparently, like, she'll come walking across the lake. Um, and they say, like, like it glows. Like, it kind of gets steamy. And then there's, like, a glow on the lake. And you'll see her coming towards you. And people have told me stories, too. Like, they, they started to see a glow or something. So they started peeling out. The next thing they know, they heard like claw marks on the roof of their car. And when they got home, sure shit, the you know roof of their car was uh, just all scratched up. And I'm sitting here thinking like, wasn't it in a wooded area? Trees maybe? No, 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 no trees along that path. Where are we doing this weirdo thing where people are walking with toy dolls and yelling at the lake? We're doing this in Pensatucky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cross that off the list. Yep. Uh, what's the other one? I think this one is in every town where, um, you know, there was like a group of kids or a kid that died playing on the railroad tracks. And if you put like baby powder on the bumper of your car and you park your car, like put it in park, 
right in front of the ra- um, the tracks. When a train's coming, um, it'll try to push your car onto the tracks. Like your car will literally move towards the tracks. And then, you know, you got to put it in gear and obviously get out of there. And then when uh, you get out, you'll look and see, and you'll see um, little kid handprints in the powder. That's another one. What's another one? Are we you have? sure that's not like an idiot trick where you're like, okay, here's what you're going to do, Hank. You're right, going right. to pull your car up as close as you can to a passing train. <laughs> fucking actually retarded. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, Burkittsville, Maryland. Okay, so that's between like where I was born and Baltimore. And that's where the Blair Witch Project takes place. It was actually filmed, what's that town just south of that? Brunswick or something like that? I don't know. It's right there on the water. And uh, Burkittsville, Maryland has a, uh, it's called Spook Hill. And when I used to work in pest control, my, I had a route out in Burkittsville. And it is a creepy place. Like this time of year, it's creepy. I can see why they chose that as their location. And they have a hill that you put your car or truck. Typically, it works best if you have uh, a manual mm-hmm. in neutral. And next thing you know, you just start going up the hill. And it's not like five, ten miles per hour, like at a snail's rate. Like, you start gaining speed. I think uh, I topped out at 55. Like, I got up to 55 in neutral. Back up. You parked at the bottom of a hill, put your car in neutral, and it went up a hill at 55 miles an hour. That is correct. What were you on? Nothing, man. I was... Nothing. Nothing. I I would do this every time, once a month. I had my route in Burkittsville, and so once a month, I got to go to Burkittsville, and every time I did it, and it's called Spook Hill, and so I started talking to some of the locals, and they said that it... um, That apparently it's because, like, during the Civil War, there was a battle there, and some um, rebel infantry... Um, or ca- uh, what, what do you call the uh, the artillery people? Cavalry. No, cavalry's on cavalry's horses. Cavalry's on horses. Artillery's doing the cannon yeah, fodder. Yeah, and the so cannon. Forth. Yeah, so the cannon. Um, yeah, artillery. They're artillery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they were using, it was like horses or mules to push the cannons up the hill to get into a firing position. And the Union um, um, artillery spotted them and shot them down. So they say that it's the horses that's pushing you up the hill. It's the ghosts of the horses. Um, uh, yeah, that's real fucking cute, man. But you're frequently going there, putting your car in neutral, and letting the force drive you 55 miles an hour up a hill? Yeah, pretty much 45 to 50. Yeah, that's happening regularly. The first time that happens, I'm not going back. Um, well, I, you know, you do research into it. It's actually a geographical anomaly. Okay. So it's so not, so it's not the force. So yeah. So now that I had you all scared, I'm going to bring you back down to earth. Okay. Well, there's it's a scientific, more like what's wrong with you, but yeah. There's a scientific explanation and it's, uh, it's a geographic anomaly where you appear to be going uphill, but in actuality, the way, I don't know, the fucking geography of it works, you're actually going downhill. Okay. And so, yeah, you put a car in neutral <laughs> going downhill, you can you can get some speed going. Yes. All right. I'm feeling better about this now because now I was questioning your judgment before. The second a car on its own goes up a hill 55 miles an hour, I'm out. Um, I will tell you, though, man, if, if you did it, I mean, you would be convinced that you were going uphill. 
You would be convinced. Um, and where is this? This is in Burkittsville, Maryland. Burkittsville, Maryland. I like it. So you don't Blair go Witch to... Project. That's where <clears throat> the Blair Witch Project, you know, that's Blair Witch. Could be the Blair Witch push, pushing you up the hill. My stories aren't as good now. I mean, I, I'm going to like staged haunted houses. Yeah. So what was the soap factory like? I don't know that I can compete. <laughs> I can't compete with the force taking my car up the hill at 55 <laughs> miles an hour, but um, the soap factory is a nonprofit art house and their basic function in our area is taking your um the, the cheapest approach possible for an artist to be able to put their stuff up and actually get serious buyers in okay it's kind of over by university of minnesota oh yeah is it like sort of in that warehousey district yeah, absolutely okay nailed it boom actually right over by the for those people that are Around the country or out of the country, the bridge that fell down in the Twin Cities. Yeah. The one that just toppled over. I was in Alaska when it's that happened. It's a stone's throw away. No way. Yeah, it's right there. Okay. Which may... Did they, did they ever rebuild that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 35. Oh, yeah. That's right. It was... Yeah, yeah. That is 35. Yep. They rebuilt that. People died. People died. Yeah. Is it haunted? Uh, the haunted basement is said to be haunted. It was a haunted spot before they put a haunted house in it. Okay. Right. And now, now have the people that died in the 35 accident, are they haunting it as well? No? Yeah, I don't know if we're in the proximity of, you know. Yeah, ghosts are kind of probably lazy, right? They only stick to one house. I feel like they go after they road don't... crews or public officials. I mean, why fuck with the alt- art culture if you died on the bridge? Right, right. I, I, could mean, be, like, I could be off. I mean, you could just be cynical about your death. Like, hey, come on, man. Really? That's, that's how I fucking checked out? That would be depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd be I mean, like, for them. Yeah. Like, no, man, I want another one up. The uh, uh, the the general mood at the art house is, uh, excuse me, the soap factory, is that it's pretty run down. I mean, it's been sort of rebuilt, but A it's, little bit. It's, like, you know. It's a minimum effort. Yeah, like the bathroom is acceptable. I mean, I, I don't so, know uh, shit uh, on uh, them, but it's run down. But they're just, are they trying to keep that feel, though, that ambiance? I think they are, particularly for this. They, the first time, I think, was like 09 or... 10, something like that. And when I went, it was so well done. You were put in a wheelchair and you were wearing goggles that were all covered with paint. And yeah. you had no control over how you were going to get through the through the whole thing. And it was all timed out because the volunteers were making sure like you got the good scare. Right. And we did this uh this this delicate balance of how many people to put through the haunted house each year and how intense to make it. Right. And they started to go away from jump scares and start going after phobias like uh, uh, public shaming and um, abuse scenarios and sexual assault, claustrophobia, um, gross food. I'm trying to feed you gross and screwed up food. Spiders. Uh, uh, trans. If, if you've got like a weird thing about sex, having transvestites. I remember one time we were walking through the basement and there were these just amazing looking women. Yeah. And you're not allowed to touch them, but they can touch you. And yeah. they're like provocatively touching you. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, Jim. You're like, holy <laughs> fuck. It's a dude. <laughs> you know, if you're weird about injuries, the one year they had people that had lost their legs or whatever. And yeah. that kind of stuff bothered you. And so it was it was pretty good year after year. And then we ran into a couple of years where they tried they tried something new one year where we all in like a group of 
50 or 60 were all released into the haunted basement at one time. Yeah. And you were exploring the basement. And there, the, the joke was there was no way out of the basement. You'd just go from room to room. And because all the actors were stationary, you'd still get kind of surprised or something would happen. And although it wasn't my favorite version of the Soap Factory, I, you know, it was different. So I, and then they're art people, right? You right. You to throw their fucking art people. So <laughs> there's their deal. Those fuckers. Yep. And, uh, well, you know, they're just sort of, uh, they'll go against the grain whenever yeah. they can. Yeah, you know. You, Even if you know well, it's I mean, not it, Yeah, it's fun to just try new things. That's what I can relate to the art people. I like the art people. Love the art people, but yeah. they are, in fact, art people. So right. sometimes they'll be misses. They're yes. not formulaic, which right. I appreciate that yeah. also. I mean, I try to add a little of that to the show sometimes. And, you know, we've had some episodes where, you know, you'll go, hey, try it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes we got to try again. They should have tried again this year. And that's why I was asking you about your favorite haunted houses, because I think when you're scared out in the middle of the woods or you're going through Gettysburg or you go to a crazy cabin, part of what builds that is the absence of stimulation. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the quiet. It's the subtleties of letting the mind wander. Yeah. Your I mean, mind is the worst enemy. Yeah. I mean, that's why like some of the best horror movies... It's that's why I don't like horror movies these days because it's just all CGI. Show you the fucking cartoon horror thing, horror creature. Um, part of the reason why the horror genre took took off when it, you know the way I think at least it did was when you know they were using the prosthetics and the the organic you know special effects, and because of that they couldn't show you the creature a lot. Mm-hmm. But it allowed it to play in your fucking mind more. So in your head, you're, you're building up this fucking... Then when you finally see it, you're like, oh, shit. So the mind is, more, I think, more powerful than the... What would you call it? The, just the visual. Yeah, if you can't explain it, but you could imagine its potential being real. Like, we can all... Right. You can't put your finger on it, but there's something there. Right. You, we, yeah. we, we, if you... Because there's so many people that live near a penitentiary or a prison or whatever, someone violent escaping and all of a sudden, you know, like Michael Myers escapes from a loony bin. Right. And he's all of a sudden obsessed with this girl and he's literally stalking her at every moment. I mean, he's not just killing people through the whole thing. That only happens at the end. Right. What's bothering you is in broad daylight, she's in her room doing something and he's fucking standing there at the hedges watching. Like, yeah. Creep. Yeah. Creep. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she looks, you know, and then pfft, he's gone. Right. Yeah. Now she's, in your head. When she's surrounded by friends, in any of these movies where there's, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, three girls sitting together, it's not very scary because there's strength in numbers. One of them will get away. It takes away from the edge of it, right? Right. So if you go through a haunted house and your ass is to elbows and there's an actor in the room and he does a scare on the per- first person or last person or whatever in the room. It's not scary. Right. It's like, well, we'll just all kick his ass then. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Come on, gang. <laughs> yeah. Anything crazy happens, you're done. Yeah. You're done. And then he's not motivated because... He knows. Yeah, the best actor is not going to jump out and go boo to 15 people. <laughs> right. His dignity's gone. Right. And that's what happened to Soap Factory this year. It was. Uh. I felt like from the moment I got in there... So we get downstairs, and they, they it's paced properly because it's the first time you get into it. And they have these little rooms that are sort of you can pick root A, root B, root C, and you get split up. And they have an actor that kind of comes in, and they're creepy, and they kind of make one person go one way, and another person goes the other way. And so then you're like, okay, this is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Not only are we going to go through this separately, but like I have no security blanket right. going through by myself. Right. Within 10 minutes, I'm just in a line. You're just walking. I'm not, 
Now, keep in mind, for four tickets, with the ticket, the transaction fee and print fee and all that other bullshit, it was $174. Are you fucking kidding me? For four people. That's an expensive haunt to suck. That's about, what, 45, 45 a ticket? Uh, yeah, right in that neighborhood. I think we paid. Uh, I think we paid thirty three something, and then once they got all of their fees their and little, shit on there, yeah, it was quite a bit of money. Into it. And uh, you know, the, it's it's really one of the best haunted houses in the nation. They have like a high, you know, they're they're very well respected, top twenty for sure. So when you go to this, it's like a big event. I've been going year after year after year, so I'm pissed, right? Right. And you know when I get upset. I have to tell somebody. So Monday, we went on a Friday. Monday, I get into my office, and I'm just typing a fucking letter, right? I'm like, I realize you're probably not in charge of this, but I can't find your board of directors, and I want to share my thing. (laughs) Like a five-page paper. Just a little nasty-gram to them, huh? I tried not to be nasty, but I tried to say uh, it's hard to build a reputation. You have an amazing reputation, and it's free press. I mean, the news comes there. Everybody's like, oh, we're gonna, you know, it's a right. badge of honor to go through this thing. Everybody's super pumped. Usually, you have to buy tickets in August or July so you can even get in. Okay. This year, extra tickets. You know, yeah. they did the cash. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were at, yeah, because you were like, hey, I got extra tickets. And I was like, well, how good is it? I tried to get you to go. <laughs> yeah. Because I had somebody, uh, I usually Someone go bailed, huh? with my brother, my brother, my, my two brother in laws, and the four of us go. And my uh, oldest brother-in-law had sustained an injury, and he couldn't go. And I was like, all of a sudden, you know how that is, concert, yeah. show, haunted house, yeah. trying to fill the ticket well, and then, the last yeah, second. For me, I think, I, yeah, then I had, to, I think I had to work the next morning. So, yeah. You were uninspired. I was uninspired. Nah, that's okay. Haunted houses can be, especially if you don't know what you're walking into, just like a good scare, your mind starts working on you. And before yeah. you know it, you're like, I don't really want to go. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, how scary is it? Well, all right. Well, like I talked about like some of the local, just some of the local thing. Like, there's a plethora where I come from. Um, when we talk, you know, I talk with Obi, you know, and like he talks about some of the top haunted spots out here. Wasn't one of them like a blockbuster video? Like I'm just trying to think like compared to like some of like the Spookville where I come from. Mm-hmm. Then you get out here and it's like, well, we've got a blockbuster video that's haunted. <laughs> Isn't that lame? It's so suburban. I'm going to the fucking blockbuster video. Um, the basement of of uh, it used to be Benchwarmer Bob's. What's it called now? What's yeah. uh, the one that Franklin did? Uh, the Almanac. Poor Richards. Yeah. The so what Travis is talking about is we had a big sports bar that was uh, it used to be like um, uh, God from the fifties where you go and like spend two weeks. What are those things? Cause like a, like a club med in the country. What were those called? Oh man. Like getaways essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well this little community of condominiums that everybody lives in, it seems like dense city was once in the country and they had this little, uh, two level, uh, banquet hall. And then all of the infrastructure for this whole playland was underground. And anyway, over the years it became a sports bar and then sports bar closed down and now it's become something else. And as legend Still has it, some, it shares on the backside of this building, it shares a pool. Okay. And someone apparently drowned in the pool, a family drowned in the pool. Something happened that was bad. And then later on, someone died in like this little freight elevator. They have like this little service elevator. Yeah, wasn't it like like a, like a janitor? Some guy that like worked there forever. Like it was like this old guy that like worked there forever, right? 
I don't or know. Like I don't that. know how the urban legend has gone. Because like, don't again. they don't they call him like Steve? I've heard that people. He's it's such a regular paranormal activity there that everybody just like, you know, the mop falls on the ground upstairs. Like, oh, must be fucking Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that uh, Obi told me that that stuck with him. You know, um, kind of. Apparently, uh, one of the girls, you know, part of the serving community, you know, you know, you get to know other servers out there, and uh, this is him. And um, I guess she was like on a ladder in the basement, reaching for something on high, and then of course there goes the ladder. And as she's going down, apparently something just stopped her fall and pushed her back up, like pushed the ladder back up into place. So her stalker caught her, right? <laughs> like the Mike Myers, and then just Mike Myers on her and just disappeared. <sighs> I just can't handle all the bullshit. I mean, this is like, this isn't even that old of a place. No. I'm trying to think. What's, all right, all right. I'll try to give you one last good one to end, because since we can, this is, this is our area. Blockbusters, bars. Can you even think of another one? Like. Uh, um, there's been the okay, so there's some haunted hotels that are really, really old hotels. And there's been all kinds of crazy shit because you know Twin Cities, St. Paul, and Minneapolis are on either side of the Mississippi River. Right. There's all kinds of crazy history with the river, so consequently, a lot of crazy stories. Right. All of which I find to be total bullshit. But we're not near. You know, although we're part of the Twin Cities, we're like. Three or four suburbs south. That's how far out we've built where right. you and I live. Right. And everything's like 40 years old or 30 years old. There's nothing like. Yeah, there's no yeah ancient bones to be dug up here. You know, no ancient spirits that'll. Well, here's a question. This is All a right. very practical question. So if untimely death creates these. Like sort of rifts in the spirit world yeah. where they get stuck here. Right. Okay. Why aren't we just inundated with fucking crazy shit as we drive around? Right, right. Well, you, well, I mean, that's what they're saying about like Gettysburg. I'll go back to Gettysburg just because of all those people that fucking died. Apparently, makes sense. I mean, there's yeah, I've heard some just fucking crazy shit stories. Um, because they do the reenactments every year, the Battle of Gettysburg. People come and like they're serious about that shit. Like, you, I can't just come up and be like, all right, assholes. I'm going to be your general today. They're like, no, fuck you. You start off as a private. You got to work your way up to general throughout so the So it's serious cosplay. They get serious, man. They are fucking serious. It's uncomfortable. And that's why I ended, didn't end up doing it because I was like, man, yeah, I'll go out there, have a good time. You know, I don't care if I'm a private or fuck, make me a general. I don't care. I'll do whatever. I'm cool. You know, and then it's like I was talking to one of the dudes that I worked with, one of the forklift operators that I worked with out there, and he was just like, no, dude, it's it's not like that at all. He's like, these guys were even a little too serious for me. Yeah, I'm not taking PT duty for your cosplay weekend, <laughs> fucko. Exactly. And he kind of, you know, he's like, I used to be in the military, all right? I, I already did my fucking time. Yeah. So, but he told me about the one time he did go out there, and... um you know, they were doing it and that you camp out there just like the soldiers used to. And, um, he said he was, uh, I believe he was a union soldier. Um, or no, he was on the Confederate side and he said, um, this, you know, other Confederate guy came up with him, up to him and, um, 
was just like smoking a pipe, just telling him the story, telling him about his family. I think his family was from, uh, I believe, Alabama or Texas. It was one of the two. And, um, you know, and you did have Alabamans and you did have Texans at the Battle of Gettysburg and, you know, gave him its full name and everything. Um, they're just having this great conversation. Then finally, you know, just kind of end of the night, dude, you know, they were drinking and he's like, all right, I'll see you later. I got to get back to my camp. And he's like, all right, man, you know, take care. And he goes back to his camp and he's like the next day, he's like, man, met this guy from like, I'll just, I'll just use Alabama. And he's like, you know, I met this guy from like the Alabama camp. Cool fucking guy, man. Like James McCaffrey or some shit like that, you know? And like, who? Like James McCaffrey. And he goes over to the Alabama guys. He's like, man, you, you heard of this guy? No. No, never have. So he's just like, all right, well, that's fucked up. So they get done with the reenactments, and he's going back to the um, park, and he goes up to one of the Alabama memorials. He's just at it. Sure enough, there's that guy, McCaffrey. Name, rank, all that shit. And he's like, I fucking had a conversation with a ghost that night. Or dissect. <laughs> or, or someone was, was really creative. fucking with him. Yep. Because that's what I told him. I'm like, come on. Come on. He's like, I know. I know. That's what I thought first, too. He's like, I got pretty pissed off at my friends. Like, all right. Because there's a fucking lot of people there that do the reenactment. So it would be so easy to fucking get away with that. I do like your stories, though. You've got some good stories. Well, these are people, like I said, this would just be me sitting at lunch. Just, you know, listen to people talk in Pennsylvania, where I come from. I mean, everyone's got a fucking ghost story out there. Well, we're going to help our fans. We're going to get off the stories, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with some facts. You know, we've been good at doing our structured side of the show. Uh, I, have, uh, I have some good stuff for you. Okay. Can you name, or would you like to take a guess at guessing, the most popular costumes of 2016? I mean, can, there, there has to be okay. There has to be a Star Wars one. I'm thinking since the new one came out, it's probably going to be Kylo Ren. No, not by USA Today. Or I also have Google's trends, and I am sorry, sir, that is incorrect. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my guess. So obviously, Hillary and Trump. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. No, I thought you'd go right for that. No. Uh, I'm thinking like little kids. A stick figure costume seems to be the number one search. This costume is comprised of LED lights on black or dark colored jumpsuit. The lights are completely removable, so you can wash the jumpsuit. Uh, That's the most popular for kids and adults. Then it's followed by Trump Halloween costume, Mm. which seems pretty easy to do. Yeah. Just get a wig. Yep, Grim Reaper, the Reaper Halloween costume, feels pretty, you know, since Scream, it kind of feels, I don't know. Yeah. Old favorite, though. Little trite. Yep. Clown Halloween costumes, as we discussed last <laughs> week, with the freaky clowns running around town. And banned in many places. Bambi Halloween costume. Let's discuss this. How do you pull that off? Bambi, that's disturbing. Dress up in a Bambi Halloween costume for an adorable look this year. I imagine that would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> It might have to be a twofer. <laughs> it says here, with plenty of do-it-yourself easy makeup tip, tips for the perfect deer look. <laughs> yeah, I want to walk around on my fucking haunches all day. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, Travis. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Sugar Skull makes up number six. Now I can tell you that uh there's no way that that would even have come up on my radar. Nothing even, is yeah. spookier than a skeleton on Halloween. Why not show off your makeup skills and dress up as Dia de los Maratas or Day of the Dead in Mexico Sugar Skull? Oh, yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Do you about think that. people would know you were scary? They'd be like, are you Latin? Or? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this Por favor? Por favor. <laughs> Vaya con Dios. Uh, you can dress up as a boxer Halloween costume. This can't be right. This is how uncreative is, people are. This is this is lame. I mean, I'm, Bambi was like, "That's going for it." They're right. all of a sudden a boxer. Like you just right. wore your shorts and took off a shirt. Yeah, get some gloves. All right, all right, Balboa. Uh, American Apparel Halloween costume. Mix and match your favorite pieces to create a unique and affordable costume. All right, these have to be like fucking ads. There has to be like no, no, an agenda no, this, behind this. This is like just mail it in, just piece together some shit, and like be a time period of Americana. Like 70s, 60s, older uh, girl, that kind of thing. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's not very specific. Then it could be go, anything. Then it goes to just easy plastic. So people are searching plastic costumes. And they're searching Spencer's Halloween costumes. But if we turn the page, we can revive this. USA Today has been specific. All right. All right. So they do share Hillary and Donald. Mm-hmm. But then we go off script a little. We go to clowns. Which were on the last one, but much further up in the list. Right. And as a fan of this show, you will appreciate that Game of Thrones characters are very popular this year. Ooh, nice. All of them, even obscure ones. All right. This one I was a little pissed about for adults. Pokemon. Well, you have to keep in mind that the kids that were kids when Pokemon was out initially are adults. They're adults now. They're like in their mid twenties. Oh, I don't know, man. Isn't like anime cosplay kind of? Yeah, you know. Do you get laid when you go as Pokemon? Uh, maybe Charmander's getting some. I don't know. Nice pull. Thank you. Nice pull. Now Harley Quinn is a popular costume for Halloween, and I'm a huge Harley Quinn fan. So the fact that this is finally my Halloween, where everyone's gonna dress up like Holly Harley Quinn. My wife's name's Holly. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. In fact, I favored and retweeted a bunch of great Harley Quinn on our Twitter account. Really? I find I find that one to be a bit trite, too. Like, every goth girl you know in the last 10 years has been doing Harley Quinn. I haven't seen it that often. It's kind of come and gone, but this is like a steady stream of hot girls being Harley Quinn, which I'm... I'm I'm happy with. Okay. I'm happy. All right. Well, as long as as long as Jim gets his jollies. That's right. Well, happy Halloween, not, motherfucker. It's not going to happen next year. It's <laughs> going to be something else. It's the only time I'm going to see it like right. this. Well, you best get your jollies then. Uh, Batman is a popular costume. Yeah, surprise, Although, surprise. Not very mobile for for adults. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Again, she's making a bit of a surge. Popular since the '70s and the '80s. Every kid was Wonder Woman. Yeah. So it's not quite as cool. You you could argue if you feel Harley Quinn's been photocopied a number of times. So no, no, Woman. we definitely didn't have Harley Quinn's in the 80s. Um maybe maybe you had one obscure girl in the 90s that like knew her shit. Mhm. Occasionally, maybe, but yeah, I think Harley Quinn's been more within the last 5-10 years. 
How about princess? Princess for both children and adults. Most popular costume for girls. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Tiara, few studs. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're, you're nice involved. little dress. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have done a nice job. We've told them several scary stories. We've gone through the costumes. We've discussed a couple of haunts. I think this is a wrap for Halloween, my man. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. Have a happy Halloween. I was Travis. I was Jim. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Incidentally, did you know that you are talking to an artist? I sometimes do special things to my victims, things that are creative. Of course, it takes knowledge, pride in your work. For example, a decapitated head can continue to see for approximately 20 seconds. So when I have one that's cocking, I always hold it up so that it can see its body. It's a little extra I throw in for no added charge. <laughs> I must admit it makes me chuckle every time. Life is fun. It's a wonderful life, in fact.